So the Flames just had nine days off. Is it enough to right the ship? We're not sure. Dylan and Chris are going to talk about it. Armchair GM Podcast coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Well, Chris, a lot has happened in the last uh, couple weeks since our last show. Um, You and I managed to go do a game together, which was just an absolutely piss poor effort that uh, was obviously the the (laughs) game Huberto decided to score an absolutely beautiful highlight reel goal in Mm -hmm. and still managed to lose five to one to Chicago. Um, I mean, Chicago's... One one of the elite teams in in the league, right? Are they elite? I I know you're I know you're kind of losing your head because you're getting up there in age, man. But like, it's oh. not 2010. Oh anymore. shit, we're like 12 years past this. What about Captain Canada? He's elite, right? He's he's one of the best players in the league. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, was Kane even at the game? No, Kane did not play. Oh shit! Yeah, so there's no reason why we should have lost that game. No, they played. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, they they just played an absolutely piss poor shit ass game. Yeah. Um. Again, that was the most beautiful goal I've seen Huberto score. <laughs> uh, l- luckily it was live, but that was the first. Um, you know, really, be- really, really beautiful goal. I think he scored as a flame. And went to waste. Uh, the entire team kind of played like fucking complete ass. Yeah. Um, it was just painful to watch. And we were there with um, my buddy and, and your buddy. And your buddy happens to be both a Chicago and a Calgary fan. And even he was like, like he's got a team that's rebuilding and a team that's trying to contend. And, and it like, he was right. pissed off because the team that he wanted to lose won and the team he wanted to win <laughs> lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. We we <laughs> talked about it after and he's just like even the guy that is a Blackhawks second uh fan was yeah. frustrated. He's it was like one of the worst games he's ever seen. Yeah. It's definitely one of the worst games I've seen live. Like as far as the energy and and play from the flames, that was horrendous. It was not even worth watching. I'm no, not, I'm not happy that we bought tickets to sit I mean, there and watch that. I mean, you'd think that the Calgary Flames would be able to be the rebuilding team. You'd think that they'd be able to skate circles around them, but lo and behold, Max Domi seems to have our number. <laughs> Jesus. That's daunting. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, the next day, everyone started saying, oh, we need to trade for Max Domi. And it's like, just because he's good against us doesn't mean he's good. Right. There's a lot of players that are good against us that aren't good. There's a lot of players that have their their first evers and 
and they're first in a long time and first yeah her first this season or whatever but of course yeah. then the next day you know following that chicago shit show we run a train on on seattle yeah and right. I was at my at my sister's place for dinner, and they you know they don't have any sort of streaming stuff, so um, I was only able to watch the tail end of it when when we got back to the hotel. But um, kind of rewatched quite a bit of it later, and it actually seemed like the Flames kind of learned their lesson from the night before and actually played quite a decent game. I I can only imagine uh, what was said after the Chicago game from Daryl. Just a and, fucking stink eye around the room, and then and then leaves and locks the door. <laughs> I I feel like there is a little more aggression than yeah. just the stink eye, but yeah. or not, who knows? We we will never know. We'll mm. never know because I mean it's certainly not going to be leaked to the public. Huh. I'm I'm more concerned with the fact that you didn't use your phone to just watch the game. I mean, I'm it's not gonna even at your sister's. I mean, it's just your sister, right? I was well, and her kids and shit. But no, we like. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit there and watch uh, watch hockey on my phone while I'm eating dinner at my sister's place. Like that's fucking rude. Wow. <laughs> um, I ended up watching. Like I said, I ended up watching uh, most of the game afterwards. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, if, even if you when you got back to the hotel, if you caught the third period, you would have at least had. Well, I've got Sportsnet now, so I just. We we played it, right? See yeah. the old Sportsnet Now subscription. It works very well. It does. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, and actually, the, there was, and I know this is a couple weeks ago, so it's hard to remember, but I remember there being quite a few, um, actually quite nice plays in that game. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there. It wasn't all banging crash goals. It was actually like uh, some some skilled play. Yeah, absolutely. I, I if you remember the uh, the Elias Lindholm uh, goal from from Toffoli in the first, I really appreciated the the lead up to that and how it got to that point. Um, and then of course, it was it was just a couple of minutes later that that Toffoli scored off. Uh, Coleman and, and Lindholm as well. Yeah. It was uh it was a much better action game for the Flames. They they were way more high paced. They were way they had way more energy and clearly something woke them up between they wanted to night be, it seemed like they wanted to be there. It didn't seem like they wanted to play against Chicago. Yeah. It seemed like they all wanted to go home and yeah, and, and when you hear people go, Oh, Teams teams will sometimes just play down to their opponent. I mean, that's not an excuse when you're fighting for a wild card spot. And like, it shouldn't it, be the thing. It it's true though, they do, but that's not an excuse. I don't think I've ever heard anybody use that as an as an excuse as like as in that's okay. There I think I hear people say that all the time as in like, why the fuck do they do this? They need to fucking stop it. I I feel like you haven't been on on Facebook in about seven years. I see no. it all the time on on online. Yeah, but that but people aren't saying it like, oh, it's okay. They're just playing down to their their opponents. They're saying 
it's fucking stupid that they're playing down to, to their opponents and they shouldn't. They're not using it as like an as an it's okay excuse. They're using it as a as a what the fuck's wrong with this team? <laughs> no, but I, right right after the Chicago game, because there was a lot of that going around, they they play down to the opponent uh, conversation, and there there was a lot of people that just said, "Yeah, no, it it happens. It happens sometimes. It happens. It's fine." There's plenty of season left, and and I yeah, just... I, I I get that that a lot. The whole there's plenty of season left, and yeah. I I don't buy that when you're fucking like where are we now? We're um yeah. we're one point out, one point out three, of a three wild games card behind with games played, and yeah, like it's not looking good. Minnesota, no. I guess, is yeah. We're tied with Minnesota, so that's okay. Yeah, but that's a, they, yeah. Again, that's we've okay. Two, two, we played two more games. Like it's not okay. That's it's the thing. Not. It's not okay. None of that is okay. And like, like we're one point back from Colorado. There are three games, right? Like we're not in a Pacific Division spot. No, and we have the Kings in the Pacific division spot with a negative 10 goal differential. Mm. Let's not talk about goaltending in this podcast. Should we not? No, I did that. I did that a few weeks ago and I got angry. And it wouldn't want that. Wouldn't want that on there. No. And, and, and it hasn't gotten better. Should we instead talk about the 49ers? Never mind. Oh, um, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had to get that in. Sorry. Wow. Um, But yeah. So the next game was several days later, nine days later. You want to talk about the All-Star game? Or I, I like I didn't watch it. I was at the bar and looked up every once in a while and sighed heavily and chugged my beer and went and found something else to do. I literally couldn't offer you a single second of insight on it. I didn't watch a second of it. I didn't watch the skills comp. I had zero interest in it. If I wasn't and and it appears that and it being on the TV, I wouldn't have watched it. Like that's fair. Didn't want to give it the extra view because it doesn't deserve views. It's an absolute fucking joke. Do you, do you know so, who else didn't care about the All Star game? The people of Florida. Like holy shit! Yeah. How do how do you have All Star skills competitions and and All Star games and fill your stadium? What a quarter? Yeah, it's it's a joke, and like. I looked up at one point. Uh, what were we doing? I can't even remember what we were doing. Probably just drinking. But I looked up and and saw fucking Johnny Gaudreau golfing with a fucking hockey stick. I was like, Yeah, the the bullshit that they're doing. Why now, the bullshit they're doing now is just like it's it's stupid. I, this is what they're dreaming up to and thinking that it's going to attract more people to watch hockey. But the the thing to me is it's, like. If they want to attract people to watch hockey, then why aren't they showing them hockey? They right. don't let you watch your own team in your own fucking region. Right. Like, 
Right. Show and, them hockey instead of and, showing and them fucking one, nonsensical dunk tanks and fucking golf and shit. One one of the things that you and I discussed before uh, hitting record on that is, you know, why do you have eight games one night with five of them being at, you know, seven o'clock Eastern? And then the next game, your next night, you got two games. Yeah. Like, like, it, like if you want people to watch and you want people to get excited about it, how about even if you have, say, five teams starting on one night and three of them at, at 7 Eastern, why not do a 7, a 7.15, a 7.30? So is that even cool. if you're flipping channels, if you want to promote your uh, your 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 Rogers and your ESPNs as, as much as you, as you say you do, then, then you stagger the start. So, so is that people will flip through the channels and get to another game where there's actual action and hockey being played instead of Couldn't an intermission. More. You know. So what do yeah. you what do you do? You got three games in intermission. What do you do? You go out. You know, you go outside, have a smoke. You go go upstairs, do do whatever. Right? You you know you're not engaged in the channel anymore. And you wouldn't as, you wouldn't as, hear so many people bitching about your horrible fucking. That's right. It's just it's panel piss, people piss because poor planning. Piss because poor they'd planning. be watching hockey instead of listening to Cassie Campbell or whatever. Right. Like <laughs> and, you know, and, and and you and I are are amongst the apparently few that are actually Cassie Campbell fans. Yeah. I don't so, well, I don't mind her. I'm not gonna go out there and say, Oh, she's great, but she's not as bad as people say no not at all so that that's one of the things right so if, if you have three four five games all at intermission and you're your casual fan or you're wanting to bring in new fan they're just going to turn the team off they're they're going to they're going to watch yellowstone they're going to you know what i mean they're going to turn the channel for something else yeah and then they'll forget about the game that's right yeah, and so yeah, that's that's horrible marketing by the NHL the and Batman. That's right, Netflix, Netflix. gaming, whatever. Like, oh, that ninety show is on now. Let's watch that instead of fucking whatever. Um, I I know I'm old, but is that show still on? No, it's that nineties show now. They're they're growing up and they have kids. Oh, oh, fuck! Thank God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just came out with the furthest of for. Was watching it yesterday. Is that right? Yeah. That's that's super funny. I didn't yeah. even catch on that you actually said nineties. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my bad, I guess. Yeah, no, it's it's not bad. It's the exact same thing. It's just uh, teenagers getting stoned in the basement. Mm. That's all it is. Anyways, mm. um, so we come back from this nine day hiatus, and. Let's be honest. The game against the Rangers the other night, 5-4 overtime loss. One of the most entertaining games I've watched in years. I'd say yeah. it's right up there with um the Vancouver Lion Brawl. I'd say it's right up there with the like in the, in that game where Tortorella, you know, went and tried to attack our our fucking um 
our locker room in the intermission. And then um, Brian, Brian McGratton, Brian stopped him. Brian McGratton really held the fort down in the hallway. He he did. Watching the video of that afterwards, because that, that wasn't part of the original broadcast initially. Yeah. It, It went to it after the fact. That was amazing. Yeah. Big bigger and just in the in the middle of it. And and you, I really wish that, that Torts would have done something or said something to Brian because like even the look on his face is like, I'm trying to you know, not try- hurt you, but you're gonna make me hurt you. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm in between periods right now. I'm I want to go to the bathroom or I, I wanna grab a quick Gatorade and, and or a sandwich or something. Yeah. You need to fuck off, man. Yeah. Like the look on his face is like you you've got about four seconds to I quit. can't believe you're doing this right now. Yeah. Um yeah, you're you're half my size, knock it off. You yeah. know. So half I'll give I'll give Brian a lot of credit for the reserve and the result that he actually showed in that situation. Yeah. It was that that was pretty amazing. Yeah. So yeah, that game uh, a couple nights ago against the Rangers. No. Again, right up there with that game, right up there with the goalie fight against Edmonton a couple years ago. Um, that, you know, top three game of the last 15 years for the Flames, I think. Yeah. I think um, I think half of the team spending uh, a few days in Cabo actually built somewhat of a team. And I remember our buddy Matt sharing all of their vacation pictures from Cabo or wherever the fuck they were. I have no idea where they were, but, and all I could think of is like, these guys are smiling for the first time publicly in like months. It's It's, great. It's super easy to smile when you're on the beach and you have tequila in your hand and you know, all that, all that fun stuff. Yeah, but exactly. No, you're absolutely right. Like, but it's team building quote unquote right that's right that's and, and i'm happy they chose to go together ways. it goes a long ways mm-hmm. um one you thing i'm s- surprised about is that markstrom chose i don't know if he chose but markstrom didn't go with them to Kabul. i'm surprised yeah. that he wasn't part of that whole thing because if there's somebody that needs to kind of unwind and you know let loose and just forget about what the fuck's going on with the planes right now it's it's definitely jacob Right. Yeah, I, I was. I mean, he did. He definitely let loose. I don't know if you saw the videos of him doing karaoke with fans and shit. That that, yeah. that was that was a thing, anyways. But I agree. With, I mean, probably I, him going, but maybe you know, maybe his wife or girlfriend or whatever it is, fiance, whatever it is. Uh, maybe they just wanted to chill for for a little bit and not go anywhere and just stay home and have that one night out or whatever. I I, I don't know. But yeah, uh, I'm not sure see either. it work very well. But but you would think that some especially when it comes to a goalie when you're really wanting to be part of that high that strung, circle, yeah. right? Like you want to hang out with your defenseman and you want to hang out and you know just just be part of that team. It, I I thought that was actually kind of telling yeah. yeah not not saying that 
there's any reason to it. Not, not saying that he's wanting out or not saying that we're looking to trade him. Obviously, both those things would be ridiculous. R- ridiculous, you know. To you know, maybe two, three years, okay, but yeah, yeah at, at the moment, I don't think that's the case. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, that, we can get into that in a bit too. <laughs> yeah. Um. So before that's... before we get into that, um, should we have a quick uh, quick little little break, and we'll we'll come back to it and maybe get into some. Yeah. Sure. Some, some conversations as far as players coming and going and you know all that fun stuff that uh this time of the year brings let's do it let's hear from uh DraftKings Sportsbook first the action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook especially this summer with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before plus right now DraftKings Sportsbook has given new customers a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age, some restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Well, we'll just do a quick recap of the Rangers game here because uh, it was a really entertaining game. You know, 5-4 loss um, in which, honestly, I... Even though he only let one goal in in the first period, I, I don't think um, Jacob played very well in the first period. I thought that uh, the team was very good in the first period, and then they did that thing where the team stopped playing well for the rest of the game, and Jacob started playing well for the rest of the game. So they just can't play well at the same time. <laughs> the the team yeah. and the goalie, it's quite quite alarming honestly um and honestly i think jacob did play very good for the last couple couple periods uh but there's a lot to get into in this game um cuz obviously uh jacob truba is on the ice you got to have your head up and apparently our guys didn't get the memo uh yeah. like at all um absolutely rock dubay with a super clean hit um and same with Kadri, who again was trying to skate through somebody. I know I'll I'll say this until he stops doing it, so I'll just keep saying it for the next seven years. But uh he tried to skate through Jacob fucking Truba instead of around Jacob Truba. He he's still four inches shorter than, than Jacob, right? Something like that. And yeah. he's still also not going to skate through a guy who's known for super heavy huge you know open ice hits every single Clean one of those too. hits every single one of those hits there's three of them that that Truba made two were three... Truba was it only two yeah the other one was oh, um... yeah yeah on Luch you're right 
yeah, the yeah, other one right. was I can't even remember the guy's name right now. I'd have to um that that one was kind of a bit bizarre. That um, was very close to being a headshot, but I don't think it was. It wasn't. No. 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 You're, no, but you're, you're absolutely right. It, it was only two hits by Truba, and both of them were. I wish NHL went back to that type of play. Sammy Blay. Yeah, Blay. Yeah. And he didn't get a penalty for it because, again, he just hit the dude with the puck. That so that that play with with him and where they you know initially put their arm up for the for the major this is they, where i have a then, problem with it and then they reviewed it and blah 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 i honest i didn't know that they can go from major to no penalty i honestly thought it was a major to a minor no um really? they they can't decrease it they can just get rid of it Interesting. Okay. Um, I think I could be wrong on that. Um, but what you can't do, I believe, is review a minor right in into nothing. Right. Or or a major. That's right. Yeah, you can't go from minor to major. I knew that. But I but honestly... if you but but if you had just on the ice, if if you throw your if the ref throws their arm up and and then does the signal for roughing or or the signal for for um hit from behind or something like that they can then make a decision on it because they haven't told you how many minutes it is yet right right so it's kind of a weird situation there yeah i i honestly i mean i don't have a problem with their not being a penalty on the hit because I I still truly believe the hit was clean. Me too. Like there was in in my eyes, there was nothing wrong with the hit. Yeah. What I do have a problem with on all three of those situations is the fact that they called a penalty on the flames on every situation, whether it be a roughing or an extra guy jumping in or Dubé with the ten minute misconduct. Yeah, he had 17 penalty minutes. Like, what the fuck is that all about? Like, that one was asinine to me. Like, that, there's no reason for that. Yeah. Obviously, if 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 Truba was going after Dubé in, in the same fashion and he levels him and he starts pummeling him and, you know, okay, fine, I get your 10-minute misconduct. I get your third man in. I, I understand that. But... In that situation, that was Truba hitting Kadri. Yes. And then and then Dubé dropping his gloves and kind of throwing himself at him and, and trying to yeah. attempt at a fight. Yeah, which which was uh, yeah, we know. <laughs> we know. Yeah. That that doesn't even have to be talked about. No. But 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 how so, he so here's up what... 17 minutes in that situation is just stupid. Well, no, he got 15 minutes in that situation. He had two yeah. minutes from something before. Right. Um, I believe. But no, we, we were shorthanded for two minutes on that and the 10 minute misconduct. I thought we were. And they scored on it. Oh, maybe, maybe you're right. I thought I thought we had I thought he had. Um... Yeah. Uh, 
maybe you're right. I, I thought he had two minutes for something in, in the game before or in before in the game. I can't talk today. Um, but either way, um, I agree with you. It's it's asinine to, to give him. Now, I guess if you think about it, there's kind of a like, OK, I'm going to fucking get this guy for for 17 minutes or whatever, you know, I'm going to give him a misconduct and that's going to settle the game down because the game was getting a little out of control for the refs. They'd had a line brawl. They'd had a couple of fights or three fights and a line brawl. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe they were just like, okay, 10 minutes for you and fucking settle down boys. Yeah. So, so that, that, altercation yeah. that happened that also re- resulted in a goal power play goal um yeah. was dubay got a 10 minute misconduct got five for fighting and a two minute instigator and trooper got okay. five for fighting okay so it was 17 all on the same play yeah and to me that's fucking stupid there was nothing that happened in that situation at all that warranted anything more as far as I'm concerned anything more than the fight for fighting I mean that is instigating how is it instigating he fucking threw himself at, at a guy for a clean hit that's pretty instigating for me they they call that that play like a dozen times a season in the NHL yeah, they they need to start either calling it every fucking time or quit calling it. Just yeah, they, no, I, and, and like, I agree with that. But that's a whole different. You can say that about every single call that they make. <laughs> no, but what what I'm saying is, there was three three situations in that game against the Rangers that resulted in fighting. Yes, all three situations. We got a penalty, and the other team didn't. Yeah, and I'm not saying the other pen, the other team should get a penalty. I'm not no, saying that at all. I'm saying you don't see that anymore in the NHL, and then all of a sudden they just made a stand in the Rangers versus Flames game. You know what I what what I wasn't super pumped on was how the penalty shook out on the line brawl, right? Because like everybody fought, and then. And that was after I believe that was after the Lucci hit, right? Yeah, and, and Zadarov, who actually threw his glove at a linesman and pummeled a guy, got nothing. And so he I got, guess he got nothing. Blay went to the box and then came out. Yeah, and then well, Lucci's got the extra two. None was of the, that made sense to me. No, it to me that's one of those things you you, you just like pick three guys from each team and throw them in the box. Yeah, right. Like it's the. Everybody gets five and settle the fuck down. That that's not a anybody should have a penalty for that at all. And and did did Luch actually get a hold of anybody and do anything? I don't think so. I I think, so I, I think he was just yelling. Yeah, it looked like he was just screaming. And he got roughing. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Words hurt. Yes. But not that much. <laughs> not enough to be called a penalty. Sorry. No. Um, Milan, I will defend you to the death on that one. Yeah. Anyway, so 
and honestly, I was really happy with how uh, Uyghur, Uyghur, and um, Zadarov, like like I was happy with how the team acted. That I, in in general, I was happy with how Tanev acted. I'm not happy that he did, but I was happy that I was happy that you you know what I mean. I'm not happy that a guy whose shoulder doesn't work and is clearly made of glass is fighting. I'm not happy about that, but I'm happy that he wanted so, to jump to his team's defense. I'm happy that Zadarov did. I'm happy that Uyghur did. I'm happy that uh, and, Dupe and, did. You know. in, in almost every situation, I agree with you. I'm happy that somebody stood up in the in the, I'm happy in the situation for the hits, it's unfortunately the wrong person had to because if it was on the ice, in in two of those instances, Tubey right. shouldn't have been the guy to do that either. But correct, he, correct. But he 100%, was one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Luch should have been, and he tried to go after the guy, but he ran away. Yes, right, but like. Nuclear deterrent, like <laughs> that's what they call them, and it's like, yeah, well, sure, can't be a nuclear deterrent if everyone. But, runs but when away you from when it. you think about it, Jacob Truba was throwing those hits, knowing that Luch is not on the ice. Yes. Yeah. So, as much as I love the fact that Dubé and Tanev went after Jacob on those situations, it makes sense in the heat of the moment. Everybody's, you know everybody's pumped and, and wanting to stick up for your teammates. And I love that. But I think at least one of them should have went and held back and allowed Luch to, to deal with the situation. If that was on the table. And I, I, sure I agree with that. It was on the table. And I'm not saying that I want Kadri to fight either. And and I was really happy with how Dubé came in, but if you rewatch that play, Kadri was up and on his way to 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 challenge Truba, and Dubé rushed in and was there. But yeah, Kadri, no, I, like I, I would rather Kadri do that than Dubé. Yeah, I guess. But like, that's that's semantics. The, the, that's the, whatever. The end result's going to be the same, I guess, minus the you know third man penalty yeah. that was called. Yeah. Either either way, both guys are unmatched in that situation. Oh, a hundred percent. But and I and mean, again, I, that's semantics. Like you can't stop a guy who's feeling like, oh man, that guy may have may have got you know caught my guy with his head down or whatever. I'm gonna go in. Like you, yeah, I'm not upset at Dubé at all. I'm I'm happy he did that, but. Um, I just what, what, wish what, it what, was Kadri. Because yeah, what what I'm saying is is Dubé or Kadri are not going to deal with the situation. No, no, they're just, they're just going to be like, I didn't like the situation, so no. please don't do that again. What no. I'm saying is those guys shouldn't have, and Luke should have been there to eliminate future situations. Yeah, or or like. Poli- properly police it. Yeah. Would be what I'm now, saying. these teams play again in um a week Saturday. Yeah. So pretty pretty quick here. Um in Calgary. So I would now, imagine I, Luch is gonna walk in with his 
with his patented black jeans, black shirt, black hat, and he's going to fucking deal with some shit. I, I certainly hope so. The one thing that I'm going to say is a lot of the times when the league looks at the schedule after a game like that, they warn the coaches and they warn the teams and say, none of that. None of that next game, which is stupid. But it is stupid would... with, with the penalties that they handed out last last time. That's mm-hmm. fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And and like I said, and, and I'll say this again. I don't think any of the hits warranted penalty. No, they were clean hits. I'm just saying the after effect of all the scrums and the plays and the fights and everything like that. It was clearly one-sided. Oh, 100%. Um, And I just want to add real quick, too, that um, I believe it was on the Kadri hit. A lot of people were, like, up in arms about Truba leaving his feet. Truba's foot was on the ice until after Kadri hit the ice. A lot of people don't understand what follow-through is on a a momentum. What yeah, momentum it's... is? It's he didn't jump at him. He no. he basically got his foot knocked off the ice after he hit the other guy. He yeah. he he didn't jump at him. That wasn't that's a, a lot of people don't understand that. In in order for you to be calling leaving the feet, you got to leave the feet before the hit. Exactly. Not not as a result of the hit. Exactly. Um. And one more thing I want to touch on on this game, just may- maybe the last thing to touch on on this game. Um, kick or no kick on the Mangiapane goal? Oh, that was a kick. Yeah. That was 100% a kick. So I think everybody in our in our Flames in our Flames Hub admin chat, what, what is there, like eight of us or whatever? Everyone's like, yeah, I, that's a, there's no way that's counting. That, I, that's I 100% for, I forgot about the kick. Yes, I'm glad right. you brought it up. Yeah, that, yeah. No, if ever I've seen a kick, that was a kick. Game five against the Oilers in the playoffs last year with Coleman. You you can't say that that was a kick, and Magiapani was not a kick. You yeah. can't. You can't. And that's that's my thing, because because you were talking about consistency of calls. If you're going to call something for for one team, you got to call it for the other. Like. There has to be a change in that rule. There has to be a clear black and white what is a kick, what is not a kick. Because yeah. when you have that many people who are clearly wanting Mangiapane to score saying there's no way that's a goal, and then yeah. it's a goal, yeah. like fans don't know, <laughs> Mangiapane doesn't know, Coleman straight up said he has no fucking idea what a kick is and what, what like... Sutter doesn't know. Woodcroft doesn't know. Fucking Gallant like, doesn't know. Nobody knows what a kick is. Nobody. Well, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. If you're on one fucking skate and you move your foot for any reason whatsoever and they call that a kick, yeah. while you're on one goddamn skate and that's a kick and a callback on a goal and they allow the Mangiapane goal to stand on Monday night. Yeah. Holy shit. Like even the NHL doesn't know. Yeah, like the situation room has no idea where the kick is. Not a clue. They yeah. have no clue what they're doing. 
No. They don't understand even what the rule could, should, or would be. They have no, no clue. Nothing. Which automatically makes the situation room a complete fucking farce. Yeah. They shouldn't be I... calling penalties. They shouldn't be calling goalie interference. They shouldn't be calling kicking motion on a goal. They shouldn't Offside. be calling anything. They don't know what they're doing. No. Period. I don't know who's sitting in the room, but he shouldn't be. Yeah. Shouldn't be. And the funny thing is, is when, whenever they're uh, like, you remember the um, Makar offside thing in the playoffs oh, last year? Yeah. Like, who was the situation room wasn't the ones who did a fucking a uh, press release about it after the game? It was like fucking Colin Campbell or something. Like, it was like yeah. just some league official who probably yeah. didn't even watch the fucking game. Like, right. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, we're, we're, we're living in a world where people want to be shown that somebody is being held accountable for their action. Yeah. That needs to happen. Yeah. Like, you can't refs, fuck up a call. Start with refs and then go to the people telling the refs what to do. Sure. Yeah, you can't, <laughs> you can't mess up a call that egregiously and yeah. not have any sort of recourse whatsoever. Yeah. You need to at least have a day off. Yeah. Without player, right? A yeah, day. no, I agree. Minimal. Yeah. Um, so that being said, this time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time, pretty unrealistic. I've actually found that the smallest changes to the routine can make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be a part of a big change if it's something you use every day, like my Raycons. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last you all night at your next party, Raycon has got you covered. And yep, Raycon started at half the price of other premium audio brands, so you don't even have to choose between products. You can buy one of each, or a pair and a spare, and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your next purchase. They offer buy now and pay later options. Every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Well, Chris... Calgary is sitting with 58 points. We're technically tied with Colorado and uh, and Minnesota uh, for a wild card spot, although we've played two more games than both of them. Um, any sort of playoff hope we have is slowly dwindling with every point we give up. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, the Pacific is fairly tight. I mean, the top team only has six more points than us, but I, I'm not seeing it with this team this year. I'm not seeing the confidence. I'm not seeing the, the swagger. I'm not seeing 
I mean, last game was the first game they showed any sort of emotion since Kachuk left. Um, I'm I'm just not seeing it. Uh, what do you think? I'm yeah, I agree with you, uh, one hundred percent. We're not we're we're not a uh, one piece away team at the moment. Yeah, like we're not playing as a team. We're not playing as a unit. Um, I, I'm I've gone back and forth in my in my head numerous times over the last three months as to what the hell's going on. You know, is it coach? Is it players? Is it is it Brad? Is it you know what what the hell is happening within our organization right now? And it, it it it's hard to it's hard to really wrap your head around when you think about kind of what transpired over this over the summer where we had players just up and leave because they didn't want to play with with Calgary or within the organization anymore. Which was apparently, you know, really 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 good record breaking seasons. Yeah, that's. With- clearly not a reason to stay when you become or starting to become an actual contender. Yeah. I mean, my, obviously what I would do in that case, if I was really on the, on the cusp of becoming a, a cup contender and really making a move and a push and leave all of that shit, I'd leave. Just, I would fucking leave and then sign for less money and go to a fucking basement dweller team. That yeah. would be the first thing I would do. Yeah. So, so I guess I'm not surprised that some of these teams did that. Yeah. Or some of these players, sorry, did that. So it doesn't make, you know, doesn't surprise me that Johnny and, and, and Matthew did that. I'm, I'm, I hope they're happy where they're at. Yeah. Matthew sure looks happy. Let's be honest. Sure. I mean, he's about Matthew. He's mm-hmm. getting his accolades. He's in the spotlight where he likes to be. Cause he's, me it's all about me and so he's he's living his life he's a he's a kachuk anyways um johnny doesn't look like he's having as much fun but he still looks like he's having fun because meredith has he ever looked like he was having fun well meredith tells him now that he's having fun so he shows that he's having fun oh He's that having makes fun. sense. It's it fine. makes sense. It's fine. You're you're having fun, but only till ten o'clock, and you have to come home. Make sure you're home. <laughs> I put the baby to bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I don't I don't know where we're at with this team right now. Um, I I'll don't know you, where I was where going with at. that with that conversation either. But yeah. I'll tell you where we're not at. Playoff spot. We're not at the playoff spot. No. We're not contending. No. We're not, in my eyes, we're not a top-line winger away. I think you just said that, didn't you? Well, with, I mean, I alluded to it with just saying we're not a single piece away. Yeah. Well, I don't even think we're two piece. Like, what everyone's saying the Flames need is a top-line winger, which they do. And another defenseman for whenever Tanev goes out every other game or, or when Michael Stone needs to sit down or, or whatever. And 
I can agree we need both those pieces, but I sure. don't think that we're those two pieces away. I don't think we're a Timo Meyer, Timo Meyer and Luke Shen away from being able to beat Vegas or Seattle or fucking whoever Dallas in the first round. What? Um, I just want to point out, I you know what would have set us up to to be a contender and, and set us up for great success for the uh, 22, 23 season. Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk stayed. No, no, don't be stupid. Um, if we would have <laughs> actually just signed Sonny Milano. Oh, right. 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 I can't even fucking do this. <laughs> Come on, <sighs> do it with me. Do it with me now. I can't either. Fuck. He's <laughs> Jesus Christ. So like where where this is coming from is all this online stuff at, like so many people are saying online, "Oh, look at this season Sonny Milano is having." I'm going to look it up. I, I don't even know how many points he has. He has Sonny... the same amount of points as as Trevor, Trevor Lewis. Lewis. Uh, actually, Sonny Milano Actually, has... I believe Trevor Lewis might have one more point now. This year, Sonny Milano has 22 points in 40 games. Eight goals, 14 assists, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't bad, but you have to realize this is the stat line the guy gets. He's had time on a line with Alexander Ovechkin. He's had time on a power play with Alexander Ovechkin, and he's not even close to a point a game. That's kind of can, fucking sad. And can can I also point out the fact that we have eight players that have more points? Yeah. Which would put his point production on the third line. Yeah. As the ninth player. Right? Anyway, and so and, and, and when I say players, I mean forwards. Yes. And he yeah. showed in training camp, he was first Dog of all. Shit. He was dog shit. First of all, Anaheim, who is a rebuilding team, didn't, with a ton of cap space, they didn't even qualify him as a restricted free agent. They let him go when he was under team control for cheap as fuck. That should say a lot. And then he came to our camp and he sucked major donkey balls. He couldn't... Played defense at all. He made all of the one conversation nice play was, through all of camp. All, all of the conversation was he came out of shape, not ready to play, and he showed it. He was he was horrible in in camp, terrible. But we should have signed him. And everybody, so many people are like saying online, "We got it. Yeah. We should have signed Sonny Milano." It's like no, we fucking I, shouldn't have. He it's easily seventy five, almost eighty percent of our fan base is mad that we didn't sign this guy. Like, he's the reason why we're not in a playoff position. Right. Because we didn't sign him. Anyways. Where's Chris? Um, did you look at Chris Lewis? Or, sorry, Trevor Lewis? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, I, I did not. Do I that. Didn't get Do that. Our, our, our fourth line grinder, extremely responsible. Where's he at for points? 15. He has same oh. amount of goals. Uh, seven less points. Yeah, 
Seven less assists, same amount of Seven goals. Seven less assists, yeah. Like, for love of God. Same plus minus. Right. Not that that matters. But... Playing playing two, three minutes a night less, obviously, mm-hmm. as a fourth line compared to a third liner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just... Anyways, <clears throat> I, I honestly, like, I don't really want to talk about Sonny Milano ever again. You know what? I don't want to talk about Sonny Milano ever again either. Do you know what I want to talk about, though? Your, ex- um, your I would really like to know. Your experience at zero latency. Do you remember it? Like two weeks ago? Yeah, I do. So zero latency is a... Uh, it's a virtual reality pub, is how I would describe it. Yep. Um when Chris and I and our buddies went to uh, the game against Chicago uh, a couple weeks ago, we went down there uh, before the game, had a couple beers and uh, went and, went and played some virtual reality video games. Um, they have this giant room. How, how big would you say that room is? Um, I mean, it's not super big, but what do we figure it's like 20 by 50 maybe? Yeah. And it's um, it's all rigged up. You you get your your backpack and your goggles and your little gun thing, and you basically you can see everybody. Like your goggles go on, you can see everybody in your um uh, on your team and and on, on the other team. And and what we did is we shot a bunch of zombies, and it was it was an absolute blast. I'll, I'll tell you that like actually running around and, and doing it like we bumped into each other every once in a while but it, it was it was an absolute blast i would absolutely suggest it um if you're in the calgary area i'd, I'd go and and check it out did, did you have fun chris you seemed like you were having a blast i heard you giggling a couple times there i mean i giggled more than one time it was, yeah. it, i mean i i've known about the place for for a few years actually i was there on on the sunday setting up the alarm system, the cameras and what and whatnot yeah. for uh uh for the establishments because it is owned by a couple of my friends. Um so I was there on the on the Sunday or Saturday or Sunday the essentially the day before the lockdowns in 2020. So these yeah. poor guys, I mean they're already they're over budget because of the construction of it and construction costs and everything's going over there, you know, over budget like it is, like it normally does. They're going to open up on Monday to get their new business going and life is going to be good. And then on Sunday, the government says we're shutting down. Everybody yeah. <laughs> can't, can't go to work. And they just kind of went, Oh, and and of course, with that kind of industry, right? Because you're putting on, you know, headsets, you know, guns. You're like you're you're holding the stuff. You're putting things over your head. So of course, with 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 the whole pandemic situation, like they they legit couldn't open up for a year. Yeah, so after over, already being over budget, but already uh, over budget. So they're losing money on on lease. They're losing money on everything, and and so it was horrendous. So so I've known about them for a long time, and I'm. I'm embarrassed to say that that was actually the first time I've ever played. Yeah. Cause, cause I've been in the establishment 20 times, 30 times as, as a patron. Yeah. But I just have never broken down and, and, and done the VR. And yeah. I'll tell you what, 
every time I go in there now, I'm doing the VR. Yeah. It was amazing. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And apparently uh, the Flames regularly hold uh, hold events in there for for the team and stuff like that. So yeah. um, apparently they like it too. Yeah, it's it's an absolute blast. I would I'd suggest getting down there. You got the address on you, Chris. Um, the full address. Uh, I'm gonna say sixty one hundred block of uh, Fisher Fisher Street, uh, just off McLeod and and uh, Glenmore Trail, Southeast Calgary. I'll I'll look it up here right away and, and figure it out. Yeah. Um it'll be in our in our uh episode description, but I, I certainly suggest you go down there and check it out. Yeah. Um it's a blast. And they've got a good selection of beer too. I was quite impressed with that. They do, right? They actually, you know, a lot of a lot of craft, a lot of you know, just whatever. A lot of a lot of everything. Yeah. I didn't I saw their cocktail menu too. I was quite impressed with that. They have a cocktail menu. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So my I was wrong. It was it's sixty nine forty Fisher Road. Yeah. All right. Let's talk trade deadline for for a second here. Sweet. Um, I know you and I are on the same page as we both just said. Um. We're not of the mind that the Flames need to be going out and spending assets, especially current draft assets and prospects other than fucking Phillips um, in in trades um, because the team hasn't shown that it's uh, good enough. You know, right. Um, in order to actually go out and make a push. So why would you spend money, you know, assets and long-term commitments or anything like that. Um, Can somebody please let Brad know that? I, man, I would like to, and you know what? He's, he's said that um, in an interview uh, last week or in an article last week I was reading. uh, Apparently he said that um, he doesn't know and he won't know if they are buying or if they're, if they're holding tight because the team hasn't told them yet. And it's funny because when I first heard that, I thought he meant that Murray Edwards hadn't told him, which kind of makes sense, <laughs> but really right. it's the, the team itself and yeah, their play hasn't given him right. Right. The signs. If, if anybody has direct ties to Brad tree leaving, um, can you, let them know that the armchair GM podcast would like to have a quick chin wag. If he wants to email us, what's our email? Is it uh Calgary armchair GM podcast at gmail.com or something like that? <laughs> that like, sounds about right. Like, please just tell them to reach out. We'll let them know. Just fucking hold on to your picks. Relax. It's yeah. not our time. It's fine that it's not our time. Teams it's go fine. Evan flows. We we just it's 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 fine. <laughs> Fuck. What are you talking about? <laughs> like like we don't need to start selling or actually sorry. We Mortgaging don't need to start buying by selling off our future. Yeah. Is what I was I meant agree. to say. 
That being said, I I do want to get your opinion on a few things. I know we talked about Luke Shen there a little bit. Um, and honestly, I think he'd be a great fit for the team if the team was looking it if, to be a contender. If if the team needed that, I'd be all over it. We don't need it. Anyway, no. what else you got? Well, everything I say, you're just going to say we don't need it. I mean, I, I might say we need it. You never know. My question to you is. Yeah. What players that are on the trade block that either are expiring and you think might re-sign with Calgary or are already signed long-term do you think would be helpful to the team's window of winning over the next, say, three years after this year? Because that's that's the only thing that we could do that would even slightly make sense. And clearly it doesn't make any sense to you, but... um, For what's available right now? Yeah. I mean, like... You're going to okay. say Patrick Kane, right? No, no, no. I w- <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Though it almost is the only one. Um, there's so many reasons to just kind of let things progress as far as the, the, the UFA scene right now. Like... I honestly feel like we we need to get into a a proper you know I'm going to say I'll, I'll say rebuild although a lot of people aren't going to be happy with those words considering oh, I, I'd love that considering but... what we just you know we we just maximized our cap space for next year and then some oh. but it like it's we're we're gonna roll into next year with these players minus a few, mm-hmm. but these players can't get it done. And so then, what, then we're only gonna have like two and a half million dollars to sign right several players. Like exactly. it makes no sense. Like like what what makes us think that we can contend next year? We can't even contend this year. Like so, to me, like. Like the entire UFA class, yep. no disrespect to any of them. I mean, I would love a you know a a, a Timo Meyer. I I would love a you know a, a Patrick Kane. No kidding. Um, there's so many players that I would actually really be intrigued by, but I don't want I don't want thirty year olds anymore. Yeah, right now I want to build a freaking team yeah of course i've been wanting to build a freaking team for 25 years but alas here i am still without a rebuilt team yeah put together so when i say contending window what i mean is um 
the corner our GM has backed us into by signing so many players like Mangiapane to too much money and Kadri to fucking seven years for some god awful reason. And um and as much as I, I really like Huber though that yeah. Mark, Mark Markstrom for four more years. Markstrom for four more like we are in a corner where either we're going to be going in or not like we we're not rebuilding. We have a hundred no trade clauses and, and even more no move clauses. Like yeah. it's just not I yes. I agree with you. It's, I would it's, have liked not, to have started rebuilding, but it's it's fucking it's too not late. it's not conducive to building a winning franchise. No, what we've done so far, no, right? It's it's literally, and like I'm gonna say since I'm, I'm gonna say since '96, all the Calgary Flames have done is put lipstick on a pig. Accurate, right? We got fucking lucky in '04 that we even made playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yes, once we made it there, the team was more built for that system and style of play. And so, yes, we had an unbelievable spring back in 04. That was great. I had so much fun. We're not that team. No, we're not last year's team, which didn't make it far. But, but, you know, looked like they were on the cusp of making it far. Yeah, and we're we're not uh, we're not 2019's team, no, which wasn't good. We're not 2015's team that at least made it to the second round, but wasn't good. Yeah, like, like what are we doing? Like 2015, that's eight fucking years ago, and we're worse. We've never gotten better than that, ever. I th- and I know we've we've said this and we've speculated on this and oh, but I honestly think, and this could be just me, but I honestly think that the ownership gives two couldn't give two fucks about actually winning. No, Murray, they care Murray. About butts and seats, and butts and seats to them is winning. 43 games in in a season and just making the playoffs and getting some a little bit of playoff revenue and and then yeah. and then doing that every second year 100%. So and so and I I don't appreciate... let, even even if Brad I think Brad's time is up but even if it is the next guy is not going to be able to do any going to be able to do a rebuild cuz ownership won't make them. That's that's been proven time and time and time and time yeah. and time again. It yeah. really has. I appreciate Murray Edwards for the fact that we still have a franchise in the city for the for the time being. However, for fuck's sake, how is having a Stanley Cup lift over your head not better? than what's happening now and what has been happening for 30 years. Yeah. Like, holy shit. At some point, 
I mean, I get it. He's oil and gas. He's all about revenue now, 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 now. Revenue, revenue. Playoff, bring a lot of revenue. So if you can just get in the playoffs, I can make money. But fuck. It's it's so it's so infuriating. I thought that that I sorry. I didn't think that was gonna be over. I hoped that was gonna be over when Ken King died. But that's just thing. It was never Ken King. I I I thought he was a part of it. No, he he was literally just a manager of the organization. It's always come from the owners. It's always come from Murray Edwards. Always. Hmm. And so it's, you know, as as a lifelong fan, Pisses me off. A lot. Me too. I I don't understand. I mean, I get it because the mm-hmm. NHL wants their wants their money, and you know their owners are trying to get the money. But in my opinion, it's not in the NHL's best interests to have. More than one team doing what we're doing, which is just attempting their best to be in the mushy middle forever. And other teams only being existence, being in existence to eat other teams cap space and never actually contend like Arizona, like Columbus, like it's in the league's best interests to go out and actually have like seek out owners for their teams that want to win. So so that being said, and and if if the league was acting in their best interest, oh they they haven't in right. They 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 would have moved Calgary out of Calgary. They would have sorry, they would have moved the flames out of Calgary a decade ago. Probably the probably in the nineties. Right. The yeah. the league, the league is the league has nothing to do with what's happening right now. They really don't, because the league actually receives their revenue. They don't give a shit. It's just another small market Canadian team. They don't they don't care because they they do reap the benefit because we're able to sell out their sell out the dome on a on a regular basis. And when it comes time for playoffs, it's loud and proud and boobadoo. And everybody's just like, yeah, let's go. And then we do it. We fucking celebrate the shit out of the first round. It's so good. The first round. Are they are they loud and proud? I don't know. I've been in that building a lot where they're just not. <clears throat> do, do, so they're loud and proud for the opening skate. <laughs> and the first Five to ten minutes of the game. And what's funny is last year, the red lot was more loud and proud than the actual inside of the building was. Correct. And you know what? They were loud loud and proud for the uh, game seven overtime winner as well. Yeah. But like, you got to be loud and proud. Yeah. So, Even... so, so here, here, here's where, here's where I'm at with, with the flames organization, right? I was six years old when Atlanta moved to Calgary and we opened fuck up. You're old. Yeah. Old as fuck. <laughs> old enough to know what the hell's going on with this franchise. 
I got to watch them play in the corral, which was awesome as an mm-hmm. experience as a kid. I got to watch the 86 run where we lost to Montreal, whatever. Is what it is. Got to watch the 89 run, which was phenomenal. Got to watch that from from uh, my grandfather's. Like four or five years where the team actually had a consistent contender? Um, I'll say 85 to 90. Yeah, 85 to 90. It was good. I mean, and at it, literally the the reason for the team or or the what they built as a team, and they said it. It was very public. They're trying to build a team to beat Edmonton, and they did, and they did right the one time, twice. Yeah. Right? Well, they yeah. So so they they did it. They they accomplished what they needed, but then they stopped. Right. Yeah. After. You know, after after the the cup in '89, and then we we started trading off our 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 players like the Gilmore and the, you know, and then, you know, mid mid '90s we traded off New and Dyke for some unknown fucking kid, Jerome. Some what was his name? Um, <clears throat> let me look that one up because I yeah. actually don't know his full name. Yeah, I mean it's I mean the middle name's actually. <laughs> It's quite lengthy. Um, that well, well, well. That's that's my point, though. Like, yeah. I wonder how many people. Jerome Arthur Lee Act Adukunila Tig Junior Elvis again. Don't do it. Do it again and say it properly. No, I I don't know that one. A a decalun, a decalun. I I don't know. So Jerome Arthur Lee something Tig Junior Elvis Aguila. <laughs> I don't know. He never played so, for us, did he? So, yeah. I mean, he. I guess he played a couple of years. Um, a couple points here and there. Met him a couple couple times. He seemed like a decent kid. Um, I didn't like how he left. I didn't like how he fucked over the, the franchise. Jerome? <laughs> you were a dickhead there. Saying. Um, anyways, so so we went from Franchise moving here in the eight in in 1980 had a couple of years to kind of build the team up playing in the crowd life was cool then they built the saddle dome the saddle dome it was so super exciting got that and then you know that transferred into the into the Olympics here in in, in Calgary so we had 86 rah rah 87 you know trying 88 Olympics 89 Stanley Cup 90 91, 92, 93. Flat. It's been fucking flat since 92. Mm-hmm. This there's, entire there's franchise been, what, has been three, flat. Three decent years since 92. One. And it's not 2004. Was it last year? <laughs> 2015. Yeah. In my opinion. No, it was a really exciting year. It was a super exciting year. You know, we, we, it was one of the first seasons of the Flames where I got to watch them not give up on games. So even if they fell behind, they still fought and fought and fought and fought and, and won a lot of those one point games. Where right now, 
Daryl doesn't give a shit. The entire player core doesn't give a shit. We're we're down a goal. They're just like, oh well. I mean, I hope this goes in. I'll I'll try it behind the back. Maybe that'll. Ah, shit! It didn't work again. Okay, well, cross the blue. Ah, shit! They're going. It's two on one the other way. Let me go cut off my own defenseman. Right. Let's just say, what the fuck is happening? Like. Like we got Huberdeau, who is, who is actually an, an elite setup guy, who is not an elite setup guy with this team at all right now. No. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know why. I. There's. There's no. There's no reason for him to not be. Well, there's. We we have, we have, Tyler Toffoli who can shoot a fucking puck. Mm-hmm. Right. He can snipe a puck. We have Elias Lindholm who can snipe a puck. But well, he's not put... playing with those guys five on five. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But when you put an elite setup guy with these two goal scorers, mm-hmm. zero. So here's here's my thing. We have this dump and chase thing, which works very well for certain players, for certain certain player types, the Backland and Coleman and Mangiapani types. It's working very why, well for them. Why but why like, did it work so well for the uh Kachuk Kadro types? Daryl straight up said last year that he let them play however they wanted most of the time. And the rest of the team had to follow his rules. Mm-hmm. And He's he hasn't tried that with the Lindholm to Foley, even when they were together. The Lindholm to Foley and and um, Huberto thing because I feel like if he did that with those three, it might take a few games. But I feel like and it won't work as well as it did with that that group last year. But it right. will work a lot better than what we have going right now. And then you still have that. And you can have the rest of the team dumping and chasing and doing your that. And the Coleman and Backland duo will still put up a fucking ton of points doing that. And then you can actually have your skilled players in front of the fucking net instead of behind it. Right. Right. And somebody giving them the the puck. (laughs) Somebody giving them the puck so they can shoot. As much as I like Dubé, he's he's a perfectly fine middle six forward, but he's oh yeah yeah I have I am absolutely one of the people who's gonna eat crow on on me calling out Dubé. I yeah. I won't eat crow. Sorry, I'll just no. You've already eaten crow is. this year. You don't need to anymore. You we're, we're good. I'll, I'll 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 call it like it is. He's playing well. Mm-hmm. I hope it continues. Mm-hmm. He's not a first line player. He's not a first line player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's not lighting up the league. Yeah, so no. yeah, okay. He's, yeah. He would be. You're a, right. Would, You're right. No crow eaten, Dylan. Nice try. He would be a perfectly fine player with uh, Kadri and uh, whoever else would be on that line. That's another one, right? Our our top three lines can be 
any one of the nine players. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. I just I want to see. I know that it didn't work great at the beginning of the season, but I do want to see that that trio put back together. I want to see the elite playmaker play with the two best snipers on the team. I want I to see I, and I, I want agree. to see Dubé, who is essentially a four checker. I want to see him play with other four checkers. You know what? Toffoli's a four checker. Don't get me wrong, but he'd be right. better suited. Yeah. In he, he's sitting, a, he's sitting a better in the shooter. dot taking shots. Yeah, he's a better shooter. Mangiapane yeah. has actually looked pretty good. Yeah, um, in the last, I'm going to say three yes. weeks because he's two, back on two, the third line. Two, three, right? Which is something you've been saying for three years. Yeah, two two years for sure on podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody talks about you know Mangiapane, Mangiapane, Mangiapane. I mean, don't get me wrong; we all love it when he's producing. Which it's only great. ever happens when he's on the third line. Correct. Right. That's where he produces the most. And he's back on that line and he's producing. He, yeah. Which is funny because last year. Shocking news. It, la- last year, it was put on the second line with the same two players that he's now on the third line with. So last year, when he went from third line to second line with, with Backlin and, and Coleman. Mm-hmm. He didn't produce like he was, mm-hmm. but now back in the third line with Backlund and Coleman, he's looking it's strange. Hey, he's looking super comfortable. He's he's playing the way he should be playing. He's he's all around the net. He's making the plays, and it's it's good hockey. I'm I have no complaint with him there. You I, can. I saw a chart, and I'm not a fan of the expected goal stat. I think it's ridiculous. Most of the time, but I gotta say, I saw a a chart of how the game went yesterday, and you could tell every time that line was on the ice, because that was the only time the the Flames expected goals went up, and right. then it would and then it would go back down when they weren't on the ice, and it would go back up when they were, and it would go back down when they weren't. <laughs> That's good, right? Yeah, that's that's a good sign for a line. That's a mm-hmm. reason to keep a line together. Now it's good. So, what's your prediction over the next uh, couple of games? A couple of games or season? Mm. Season, both. Let's, let's just do a couple of games. Okay, I I think I exited out of everything. What? We play. All right. So we play Detroit on Thursday, Buffalo on Saturday, and then Ottawa on Monday. All three road games. Keep in mind. Why is it that I hate playing against rebuilders? This shouldn't be how it works. Correct. Uh, keep in mind that Buffalo is at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Mm-hmm. As we've um, always had a bit of an issue in that situation. Overtime win against Detroit. 4-3 hmm. uh, 
like five three or five four win against Buffalo, and then like a devastating crushing loss to the Senators. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you at least did that. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with your third pick for show because, yeah. <laughs> like, if you look at a couple of years ago in the COVID season, how stupid we looked against the worst team in the league. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I, uh, you know what? I'll go with all three of your picks, especially the uh, the Monday game against Ottawa. I'm the only one I'm kind of iffy about is the Detroit game, and and I feel like it could be either an overtime win or an overtime loss, but yeah. I, we're due for an overtime win. So, yeah, aren't we? That's what I'm going with. But I, but like, they're a rebuilding team. They're going to outwork they're, us. That's how it works. They're they're a rebuilding team, though. They sure were looking good coming into the season. It's like, damn it, they're speeding up this rebuild. That's not so good. was Ottawa. True. So was Buffalo. <laughs> They've continued. Yeah. No, I agree with Remember all. Remember you fucking shitting all over that Tage Thompson extension when it happened. You don't remember that at all. What are you talking about? <laughs> I've I've never said that. When when it first happened, we were talking in group chat. You were like, "Oh, I can't. I, I hate how people keep signing these players who have one half decent season to so much money for so long. It's a bad investment." And then he goes and starts scoring all this type of shit. <laughs> I I don't I don't recall the conversation about Tage. I I do, but. All right, we'll look back in the history. But in, while we're going back in the history, how's about everybody just goes ahead and uh, shares this uh, podcast, gives a, a like and a smash in the in the subscribe uh, button. In the subscribe button. Give us a comment. Tell me how I'm wrong. Tell Dylan why he's wrong. You probably have more comments in that in that front with Dylan. Anyways, it's fine. Until then, a lot of people do. A lot of people do. But a lot of people think the Flames are contenders too, so I mean, a lot of people are wrong. Mm-hmm. That being said, thanks for watching the Armchair GM Podcast for yet another Flames Breakdown. Dylan and Chris, we'll see you next time. Go Flames. Cheers. Cheers.